You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. It's going to get good, Raymond. Hallelujah. I'm glad for you guys are here, amen. We've got some friends, amen, first-timers here, and so it's always good to see new people in the house of God. Always invite somebody. Come on. Co-workers, friends, families, always invite somebody to church, and who knows, they might, they might take you up on it, amen, and then God would do the rest, right? Amen. So always invite somebody, amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, I, I want to uh, start a two-part series. It may go into a little bit more parts, but right now it is a two-part series, uh, but it may, it may get a little longer. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I want to minister a series entitled Breaking the Cycle. Breaking the Cycle. And what I'm talking about is breaking that sin that, that hurtful habit that you go back to. Come on, don't look at me all innocent. Come on, that, that thing that you don't want to do, but you end up doing it again. How many know what I'm talking about? Come on. How many want to break the cycle? Come on. See, if you want to grow in the Lord, amen, if you want to continue to have an encounter with God. How many had a great time last week? Come on. Come on. Give the Lord some praise. Amen. Are you still having the encounter? Because how many know it doesn't just last for a weekend? Come on, this is an encounter that you can have every single day of your life, amen. See, once you have an encounter with God, it changes your life. It revolutionizes you, amen. It turns you around, amen. It changes your name. Come on, you should never be the same. How many became the same on Monday? Did anybody tell anybody about their encounter? So you got to testify. Come on, tell somebody. you got to testify. You're going to have to testify about what God is doing. That's the only way that people will come to the church if you testify what God's doing in your life. So if you want to grow in the Lord and if you want to continue to have this encounter with God, we're going to have to need to break the cycle of bad habits. Come on. You're going to have to cut off those hang-ups in your life and stop going back to that sin that entangles you and trips you up. Come on, hello. So I'm going to read a passage of scripture that describes us, describes you when we do this. All right? It's found in Proverbs 26, verse 11. It's also repeated in 2 Peter 2, 22. I'm reading out of a, a translation that they don't have, but I'm going to read it out of mine. This is a God's word translation. It says this, as a dog eats his own vomit, so a fool recycles their stupidity. The New Living Translation puts it like this. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats of his foolishness. Come on. Come on. How many have heard that song, amen, don't let the dogs out? Come on, right? Woo! Okay, let me, let me take it away because some of you guys are going way back now. Don't let that dog out, amen. (laughs) 
a dog eats his own vomit, so a fool recycles their stupidity. You know, there's a subtitle to, to, to breaking the cycle on this message here, and it's entitled, Don't Let Your Dog Out. Come on. Come on. There, how many know that there's a dog in you? Come on. There, there's a dog in all of us. Can somebody say amen? Come on. You got to understand today, and I know that this scripture sounds a little gross, but it is the nature of a dog to do that. Come on. And yet, like all of us, like dogs, and just bear with me today, we have a tendency to return to our own vomit. Come on, somebody say amen. Let me tell you, I'm talking about sin. I'm talking about a hurtful habit, amen. I'm talking that sin that you once dealt with and you thought it was over and done. Listen, church, that sin that you have thrown up out of your lives, we seek its scent and return to it again and again and for some of us, again and again. I mean, know what I'm talking about. There's this thing you got to understand that we go back, church, and we can be real today. We all tend to return to our own vomit. I'm talking about your past. I'm talking about that sin. I'm talking about that hang-up that's in your life. Man. Come on, if we can be truth, guys, we return to our vomit. And it's time, church, uh, to break the cycle, amen. It's time, amen, to break this in our lives, amen. It's time, amen, that we end this cycle, amen. Don't return back to your vomit. Don't let your dog out. Can somebody say amen? amen. It's time to break the cycle. Tell your neighbor it's time to break it. Come on, it, it really is. This is... Listen, if we're going to continue to have an encounter, sin has to be removed from our lives. Come on, this is not a popular message in churches today, amen. But here, we preach against sin, amen. Here, let me tell you, if you want to have a successful walk with God, if you want to have all the blessings of God, you're going to have to get removed some of the stuff in your life. I call it a sin-sick cycle of dog vomit. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let your dog out. Man, if you leave with anything, that's going to stick in your mind, guys. See, we all deal with this cycle. Hello? I said, we all deal with this cycle here. Come on, we all deal with it, and it's time to break the cycle. It says that seven out of ten Christians deal with temptation, and the other three are lying. Meaning that we all deal with temptation phase, church. We all fall short of God's glory. We all have that soft spot, listen, uh, that the devil knows about. He knows what button to push on you. Come on, don't look at me like that. Come on, he, he knows your soft spot. He knows your weakness. He knows how to get you. It's that sin, amen, that draws you in. Come on, somebody. You see, from that temptation phase, we move into the sin phase. And that's when we mess up, amen. That is when we commit to it. That is when we move from thinking about it to actually doing it. Hello. 
James chapter 1, 14 to 15, the New Living Translation puts it like this. Temptation comes from our own desires. See? It's from you. From your, you, you sent it again. Come on, you start to smell that again. You start to look for it again. It starts to call you again. It says, temptation comes from your own desires, which entice us and then drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow in your life, it gives birth to death. This is what the devil came to do, right? Kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to bring death. And he comes to bring a scent, a familiar scent that, that you like. He won't bring a scent that belongs to somebody else. Come on, he's not going to tempt you with, with alcohol if you never drank and didn't like alcohol. Come on, he's not going to tempt you with this. He's going to tempt you. Uh, that scent he's going to bring is going to be familiar to you. Well, you're like, what's that? Just like a dog. It's a scent, church. He knows what buttons to push in you. And all he wants to do, amen, is to kill you. Come on, the wages of sin is death. Sin is not something to play with, church. You're playing with fire. Eventually you're going to get burned. Come on, we, we got to understand what sin does in our lives. This is why we came to church, amen. We had a, we were a life of sin. And sometimes now in the church today, we got Christians that said that sin's okay. Hello? Come on, churches are preaching this. That it's okay to do that once in a while now. It's okay as long as it's just one cup of wine. Come on, don't look at me like that. I'm here to let you know it's not okay. Come on, it's that scent that is bringing you back. It's setting you up. I'm not saying you can't. Maybe you'll control it. Good for you. But let me tell you, man, you have a hard time. Guess what? You're going to be wanting more than just one drink. Come on, it's a scent, church. And that scent is sticks inside your body. And so the enemy sets you up thinking you got it in control. And he sets you up, amen. Because when it's fully grown, it's going to bring death. See, people who live for God, people who get saved often wonder, why am I still dealing with temptation? You ever, you ever ask that? Why am I going through this? God, I'm saved. I'm your son. Why, why is all this happening in my life? We wonder sometimes, does God tempt us? Come on, does God try to seduce us to sin? No. God tempts no one to sin. But he does test us. God, however, allows Satan to tempt us. Just ask Job. Come on. But he does this in order to refine our faith. Come on, somebody. And to help us to grow in our dependence in Christ. Now, you got to understand when these things come at you, church, uh, he's here to build you up. Uh, he's here to refine your faith. Uh, he's here that you can depend on Christ and not on yourself. I got this under control. No, you don't. You need some Jesus, amen. You need the Holy Spirit. You need some help, amen. You need God in your life so that we can resist the temptation to sin by turning to God for strength and choosing to obey his word, church. That's the key word right there, obey. Got to obey. Come on. 
A lot of us don't like to obey. Speed limit's 45, you go 50. It's in us. It's in our nature to, not, to disobey. Come on, stop doing it, and you still do it. Don't touch it, you're going to get burned. And we go, let me check it out. You get burned. Right? All of us go through this cycle, church. 1 Corinthians 13, sorry, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, New Living Translation says this. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Let me tell you, the things that you go through, it's not just you. Is it me? Am I weird? We all go through temptation. Don't get weirded out like, man, what's wrong with me? Don't condemn yourself. It says the temptations in your life are no different than your, what others experience. And God is faithful. Somebody say God's faithful. He is faithful and he will not allow the temptation. Listen, when the testing comes, when this comes your way, church, when the devil's allowed to tempt you, amen, when temptation, when he allows the temptation, he won't give you more than you can stand. When you are tempted, not if, it says when. When, meaning what? You're going to get tempted, church. Come on, all of us get tempted. When you get tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. You can make it out. He gives you an escape door. He says, you know, this sin, you can handle this. The message Bible puts it like this. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others had to face. All you have to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll always let you, uh, he, he'll never let you push past your limit. He's always there to help you and come, that you can come through it. God is faithful. Come on, somebody. He's faithful, church. You see, it's easy to blame others and make excuses. Come on. For our evil thoughts and our wrong actions. We make excuses like this. It's the other person's fault. You, you just don't know her, Pastor. Pastor, you don't know this knucklehead I'm married to. Come on, you, you, you just don't know the people at work, Pastor. It's the other people that make me do like this, make me do this stuff. Or I couldn't help it. Shut up. Come on, I couldn't help it. You know, I, or, or, or everyone else is doing it. I saw the leader from our church doing it. I saw somebody else doing it from another church. Everyone's doing it. Oh, it was just a mistake. It was just a mistake, Pastor. I'm sorry. A mistake. Or, or this one. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. Stop judging me. Or the famous one. The devil made me do it. The devil is you. <laughs> or I was pressured into it. You want some? Yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes sometimes, amen. Yeah, you're real pressured, amen. Or I didn't know it was wrong. Oh, shut up. You know it's wrong. You know it's wrong, church. I didn't know it was wrong, Pastor. See, a person that makes excuses 
is trying to shift the blame of himself or herself to something or someone else. A true Christian, we got any true Christians in the house? A true Christian, on the other hand, accept the responsibility of his or her wrongdoings. A true Christian confesses them to God and asks for forgiveness. You see, after we sin, we move into this phase I call dog days. Tell your neighbor, don't let the dog out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. This is where you feel bad for what you did. Come on, you, you feel as sick as a dog. Right? For violating God's word, for doing that wrong action. You feel sick. You, you feel bad. I feel bad what I did. Amen. And then you say to yourself, I can't believe I did that again. I forgot, you know, I, I, man, I can't believe I gave into it again. And for some of you, again and again and again. And there can be a lot of agains after that. Come on, somebody. You, you know. Come on, don't, don't, don't tell me you got it right after the first time. Come on. Come on, you did it again. Look at somebody, you did it again. Yeah, point to yourself, I did it again. God help me, amen. I, I, I don't want to do this again. But we get into that place when we, go, when we fall into sin, we, we have these dog days, amen. We feel sick as a dog. We're, we're, we're moping. We walk into church all moping. What's wrong? I'm just here. Because you're, so, you're convicted. There, there's so much shame on you. Some of you guys won't even come back to church till your dog days are over. Come on. You stay homesick as a dog. Come on, you won't come out. You don't want, oh, church. Oh. Come on, that, that's when you hide at Walmart. When you see me passing down, I will pass. You even push the wife out for they can, she can be seen. Oh, sis, where's the husband? She's so quick to point, he's right there. You know what I'm talking about. We're so, we're so ashamed that we want, if we see another Christian, we're, we, we, we feel so bad for what we did. Then we move into the promises. Come on, we all have done this. This is where you tell God, I promise I'll never, never do it again. <laughs> you ever did that? God, Never again. I'll never do that again. I'll never see that again. I never think of this. You, you go, come on, we all go through the promise stage. Come on, will you tell God, I'll never, I promise you, God. I, I make a vow. I cut myself before you, Lord. Come on, you, build, you start building altars and you start killing calves. Oh, I'll never do it again. Forgive me. We get a little religious sometimes. Come on, somebody. Has anybody ever done that? Make a promise to God or a vow to God that God, I'm so sorry that I fell into this, but I promise you I'll never do it again. Forgive me. Some of you guys get as, get as crazy and start burning incense. Just forgive me. And you say to yourself, church, 
I'm never going to return to my vomit again. This time, I, that's it. I'm done with that again. Um, this is for sure, for sure. This is for real, for real, God. I, 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 uh, that's it. I'm done. Amen. I, I have the power to overcome. Oh, yes, I hit the altar. I feel good. Yes, I'm, I have victory. Come on, some of you guys, come on, you hit the altar. Yeah, I'm not going to do it again. And Monday comes around, you did it. Hello. You pray that you got the power. You got God, you're gonna give me the strength. Oh, Holy Spirit, you pray the prayer, you do everything that you are taught. Then we go back to the temptation again. We go back to the sin, we go back to the promises, and around and around and around we go like a dog chasing its tail. You know what I'm talking about? It's a cycle. We've got to break this cycle, church. Man, so many Christians just like this. I don't know about you, but I get dizzy doing that. And that's how you're going to get dizzy in your walk with God. How, how are you going to walk straight when you're just going in circles? How are you going to walk straight when you start repeating the cycle over and over and over and over again? And you're wondering why God's not moving in your life. Why you're blessed, why you can't, you can't get more French fries. Come on, you're, you're falling into the cycle of sin. You're falling into the cycle of those bad habits, church. It's time to break the cycle, amen. Don't let your dog out, church, amen. Break the cycle. When I think about cycle, amen, I look at one of the most influential families in the Bible. The promise, they had promises. Uh, come on, uh, they, 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 these guys uh, were great, amen, uh, but they had a problem of returning back to its vomit, back to their vomit, amen, back to their sin. And I'm talking about uh, this was passed down from generation to generation again and again, church. And I'm talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on, the, 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 the fathers of our faith, church, these were great men of God. But when their backs were against the wall, amen, when they were in tight situations, they were at times that these great men, that these things would throw up half-truths. They would lie a little. They would do a little conniving in order to save their necks. But then another family member came along by the name of Joseph. And Joseph... Broke the cycle. Come on, somebody. Joseph uh, didn't let his dog out, amen. Uh, Joseph got out of the sin-sick cycle. Listen, Joseph never returned back to his vomit. And that's good news for you and I today that if Joseph uh, broke the cycle, you and I can break our cycles. Come on, somebody. That we can leave this place, amen, change and free from the cycle of sin. You don't have to return back to your vomit. You don't have to let your dog out. But how would he do that? How do we do that? Some of you are thinking, well, good for Joseph, but how do I do that, pastor? How do I break the sin cycle in my life? Well, I'm going to give you a couple ways in helping you and helping us break the cycle. I'm going to give you one today. I'll give you another one next Sunday if you come back. If you don't end up in your cycle again. Come on, you ever been to church? 
had a good word, you thought, man, this is my turnaround. This is my breakthrough. Man, you make a vow to God right here at this altar. God, I promise I'm going to give my life. I'm going to dedicate my life. I commit my life to you. God, I'm right here. Thank you, Lord, for setting me. Thank you for forgiving me. And yet we don't see them again. Time passes and wonder what happened to that promise. What happened to that vow? Or did the cycle enter again? Hello? I'm just being real here, church. See, if that's you, then we gotta break, you got to break a cycle. You got to say, man, I'm committed. I'm sold out. No lukewarm Christian is going to enter the kingdom of God, church. God says, I'd rather have you in or out. Make up your choice. But lukewarmness, I'll spit you out. I'll vomit you out. We, we got to make a decision and say, God, this is, this, is, I'm, this is for life. I made a decision 23 years ago. This is for life. Again. That means I mean it. Did I have problems? Did I have cycles? Yes. But I didn't continue. I didn't stop the fight. I, didn't, I, I looked for ways of breaking my cycles. You got to look for ways of breaking your cycle in order to have success and walk with God. Come on. We got to be confident that it's God's grace. It's not your good works or your good looks that get you in, church. Good looks was in, I'd be in. It's not good work. I'm even lying right now. Come on, it's God's grace that gets us in church. But you got to be serving God with all your heart because he knows what you do. You can hide from me all you want. He's the one that you need to be worried about. He sees all the secret things that you do. He knows those dark places in your life. He knows you, church. He knows where you live. Come on. He hasn't lost your address. He's not like, oh, cool, God's not here. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> he knows where you're at. That's the scary part, that if you think you're okay, you might not walk, you might not make it. You, you might be the one that hears the words away from me, for I never knew you. We've got, we got to understand that, man, we've got to work this out. The Bible says to work out your salvation, what, in fear and in trembling. Come on, just because you say, I, I go to Praise Chapel, that you're in. You, 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 you've got to make yourself that I'm getting in. You've got to know that you know that you know that you know, church, because by how you live and what you, what's in your life. <coughs> the first one. This is how we can break the cycle of sin in our life, church. First, you've got to confess. I mean, no, that's a good place. <laughs> Just confess. If you're in any recovery program, if you want to get well, you have to admit that you have a problem. Come on, the mission is the first way to recovery, church. You gotta admit, you know, you know, you gotta admit, man, I have a problem. I, I need some help. I mean, see, that's the problem with most of us. We think we don't have a problem. We think that we have control over it, or, or it's not that bad, or, or you know what, we think it's not, you know, it's all right. It's, it's not as bad as so and so. It's not as bad as this, you know. So we think this that we don't have a problem. 
Listen, you have to admit the wrong, church. You have to confess what you're dealing with, amen. You have to admit that sin that's inside of you, church. Verse John, chapter 1, verse 9, the NIV says this. If we confess our sins, come on, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Come on, church. Confession is supposed to free us. That way we can enjoy fellowship with Christ. It should ease our conscience. That when we confess, it's lifted, church. That it feels, and we don't feel overwhelmed no more. We're not walking. We're not hiding. We're here. We know that, you know what, we, we confess. Now I can have fellowship with Christ. I mean, you know that sin separates you from Christ. God, God won't hang out where sin is. Come on, you got to understand that sin will separate you from God. And so we understand when we confess these things that we're doing, amen, then it brings forth a, a lifting, amen, that we can enjoy fellowship with Christ, amen. You have to understand that God wants to forgive you. Come on. God wants to forgive you, church. Some of us feel guilty because we're confessing the same sin over and over and over and over again. You ever felt like that? Man, man here I am again, God. Doing the same thing. <laughs> you ever been there or is it just me? God, God, I messed up again, God. But we, we know where to go, amen. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we feel guilty because we're confessing that over and over. See, God allowed his beloved son. The Bible says that God so loved the world, amen, that, that he gave his son, amen. He died for us, amen, to offer us forgiveness and to pardon us from sin. That when we come to Christ, church, when we confess, when we admit our wrong, church, God will forgive us of all sins that we have committed and ever commit. Come on, somebody. We don't need to fear that God's going to reject us when we ask for forgiveness. God's not going to say, it's you again and again and again. Come on. You're done, dude. You're wasting my time. There is no three-strike rule in the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, no matter what it is, as long as you go find God, each time you come, he will forgive you, church. Come on, you don't need to fear that because we all fall short of God's glory. Come on, has anyone here ever sinned after salvation? Anyone here a sin-free life? Stand up so we can stone you. <laughs> come on, we, we, come on, we, we mess up. I mess up. Ask my wife. <laughs> Don't ask. She will confess. But I know where to go. I know where to say, God, I'm, I'm here again. God, you know, I'm dealing with it. I need some help, Lord. Help me to get rid of this thing in my life, Lord. I want to break this cycle. I don't want to be doing that again, amen. I don't want to misrepresent you. God, fix me. God forgives me. Then once you win that, guess what? There's another cycle you got to break. Because none of us have reached that place. No one here has arrived, church. That's why, that's why I said earlier, I hope you want to get gooder. Come on, we, we need to break some cycles, amen. And they may not be as bad as the other cycles, but there are cycles that we need to break. 
Some of us just have a bad attitude. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't bump your wife, amen? Yeah, he's talking to you, huh? Come on, we, come on, we have some bad attitude. We're saved. It doesn't mean you're not saved. We, you just have a stinking attitude. You need some help. You need some deliverance. You need to break the cycle. Come on, for some of us, amen, we were just raised up, amen, with an attitude household. Everyone woke up with an attitude. <laughs> Come on, our, our, man, my house, was, my house is jacked up. My home was jacked up, amen. Everything was messed up in my home, amen. Come on, I didn't have a dad leading me, uh, telling me the way. I, my dad was an alcoholic. I didn't have an example. I didn't have nothing. I woke up with an attitude. I woke up selfish. Thank God that God broke the cycle, hallelujah. Come on, my dad did get saved at the end, amen. Come on, I got saved, and my son's going to get saved. My son's already saved. My, kid, my grandkids will be saved. The cycle's broken. They don't have to go through the cycle of alcohol anymore. <laughs> We're all going to fall short in our walk, church. So we should continue, listen, to confess our sins. So that we can enjoy the maximum fellowship and joy with Christ. I confess because I want to get close to God because sin keeps me away from him. God, I mess up. Can I come, can I come in? Can you hug me here? God, I need, some, I need your presence. Well, son, you got to confess that. <laughs> okay, God. That's why, I tell, that's why I tell him, you know, search things within my heart that I don't even know about that, that offends you. It's like David, that's what made David a man after God's own heart because he knew how to pray. He knew how to ask for, for, uh, for forgiveness. He knew how to confess. He knew, he, he admitted his wrong. Listen, true confession also involves true commitment. A commitment not to continue in that sin. There has to be a commitment too, church. Listen, today. During the altar call, let me tell you, you're not going to truly confess to God if you're planning to do it later on tonight. Well, I'm not going to hit the altar tonight because you know, I'm going to do some things tonight. Come on, you, you know, amen, you man, if you, you're going to do something that night, amen, or tonight, you are not going to come to the altar and confess that. Come on, let's just be real. Or you just come for temporary forgiveness. Can you give me a pass? We look, we look for passes. God's not going to give you no pass of sin. Well, this ain't the army. Yeah, you're in God's army. Okay, here's your, your freedom pass for the weekend. Go ahead. Woo! Ain't there, ain't there a, a part of a people that does that with their, their people? The wild old school. Go out and let it all in. One of the one. The Amish people. Yeah, go ahead. Get it all out of you and come back here, you sinner. <laughs> for real? You're not joining that. <laughs> Listen, a true confession, uh, confession, uh, <laughs> confession, sorry, includes a true commitment. But you should, you should also pray for strength, church. Strength to defeat the temptation next time you face it. Because guess what? You'll face it again and again and again. They'll always come knocking at your door. Because that's all the devil has, church, is to throw your past at you. You got to remind them of his future, church. 
you can tell them, I'm, I'm saved. I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I've been forgiven. I don't, I'm not buying that no more. Slam that door on that devil, amen, and say, no, that, that, you can't come here anymore. You got to pray, God, give me the strength that next time I see it, I don't give in to it. I don't, I don't start, oh, yeah, sensing for that again. Come on, the strength, amen, to defeat that temptation and, and that you face, amen, and not embrace it. You need to face it, not embrace it. Come on, the temptation comes and we say, oh, hello. So quick, we're so quick to jump out. Where you been? I miss you. Well, you've been in church. Well, okay, you're here now. Let's, let's, let's hook up. Let's hang out. Come on, this ain't a friend that you want to hang out with, church. Come on, you, once, once it comes knocking, I mean, you, you got to have strength to say no to it. You, you, you have the willpower because he won't give you nothing that you can't handle. The scripture says that. We give into it because we have sensed it. We've been smelling it. We've been thinking about it. Well, the question is, what is it for you? What is it that lures you, church? What is it that tells you come this way? What is it that causes you to return to your vomit, church? What, are the, what voices are you listening to? Church, we have to confess. Church, we have to admit where we fall short, the wrong that we're doing, church, amen, in order for forgiveness to come. You being in church, amen, doesn't forgive you. You have to ask for it. Come on, just because you think you're here, okay, God forgives me. Nothing happened. No lightning, no nothing, amen. I guess I'm cool. No. Church does not save you. God's the only one that saves you. And you need to come, and you need to come to the point, amen, if you're feeling bad and say, man, I need to hit that altar. Man, I, I need to confess this sin. God, I want to get right with you. God, I don't want to leave with this. If you do that, that's how forgiveness comes. Sounds easy, right? Confess and be forgiven. Come on, there really is a no-brainer here. Lord, I, I got a problem Help me. Uh, God, I messed up again. Forgive me. Come on, it sounds easy to do. But you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. How many people won't come clean? How many people won't admit it? How many won't say, I got a problem, Pastor. I got a problem, Lord. Uh, people, uh, they, want, they want people that, that won't say, you know what, I keep doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. They won't say, I'm messing up, Lord, help me. Let me let you in on a little heavy revy here, church. You ready? If you don't come clean, God will eventually call you out. And you don't want to be called out by God. Hello? If you don't come clean, he'll call you out. You see... God is calling you out today. He's calling for your confession. He's calling for your admission. He's calling for the church to repentance. It's not just this church. He's calling the church to repent. Come on, just like John in the wilderness, the voice. Repent for the kingdom of God 
is at hand. The voice is out, church. Do you hear it? Are you ignoring it because you want to keep on doing what you're doing? See, we need to repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Where we're living today in, the, in, the, in society and what happened in Korea is great, amen, but don't, don't, don't start clapping your hands over. <laughs> the tribulation is still coming, church. The Antichrist is still coming, church. And God is still coming, church, for his church. Come on, you can't forget that, church. It's not going to change. And, and uh, you know, everyone's getting saved. No, God's still bringing a judgment, church. And it's time for the church to repent. Repent from your ways. Repent from your thoughts. Repent from changing the gospel and changing what used to be a truth into a lie and a lie into a truth. Go back to the word of God, church. It's time for us to get saved again. Come on, the church, God is calling for repentance. He's calling you out. And he's giving you a chance to confess today, to break your cycle. Genesis chapter 3 verse 10 says this in the New Living Translation. I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid. Why was Adam and Eve afraid? Because of sin. Because of guilt, because of, of fear, amen. Uh, they, they, they broke the cycle of what God gave them for eternal life, amen. Uh, they, 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 they sinned and fell short of God's glory. There was guilt all over them. There was fear, amen. Uh, they were hiding. They were naked, amen. Uh, and right after, you got to understand, right after Adam and Eve sinned from chewing on that fruit, can I tell you something? They knew they messed up. They felt the conviction right there and then after they ate the fruit, amen. Here it is, Eve eating the fruit, amen. She desired to be like God and got lied by the serpent. And he goes here, gives it to her husband. Her husband eats it and all of a sudden just drops it like this. What would you do to me, woman? I mean, guilt fell upon them. Like, man, this is wrong. I can, I, can, I can imagine, I can just see them dropping the fruit or, or just throwing down the floor and saying, man, what do we do? What, 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 what? We did something wrong here. And then all of a sudden they hear God calling. What do they do? What are you doing? I'm naked. Who told you you were naked? Hello? There was shame. Shame fell upon them, church. Don't you feel jacked up when you do something wrong? Come on. You see, Adam and Eve were not trying to be cute and play hide and seek with God. They were really hiding from God. Listen. Christians today are hiding from God because they don't want to confess or admit their sin, amen. And so we hide behind the praise of the Lord. Come on, we hide behind the God bless you. Come on, we, we come to church, amen, and we put on a form of godliness, 
And we're hiding behind a, a false front of who we really are, amen. You're messed up, you're sinning, amen, and you need to get right. And so we hide in just because you say praise the Lord, just because you know the songs doesn't make you saved, church. I wonder who's really coming back next week. <laughs> you know what? God's shaking a tree. He's shaking this house, church. You know what? I'd rather have righteous people than unrighteous people. Not, not that we don't want the unrighteous. We want the, the sinner to come. We're all sinners. But we don't want people playing church. Come on. You know what? If you're not really here, you might as well just go do your sin. <laughs> you're going to be judged that way anyway. Go ahead. Go, go party on. We'll be here when you're ready, when you're done. God will be here. Hopefully it's not too late. Because no one's promised tomorrow. No, no, no man knows the hour when God's going to pick up his church. So I don't know what you want to gamble with that. Well, I'm in Go for it. We love you. I'm not the truth. I don't want no one to go to hell. Amen. Come on. That's why he says that. He, that's why he, 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 that's what stops him from coming back. Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. That's how much God loves you. He wants you to break your cycle. He wants you to confess your sins. He wants you to get right with him, amen. That way you can enjoy fellowship with God. The way it's intended to be. Come on, let me tell you, Adam and Eve, come on, they fellowship with God. They had everything they need. All they were supposed to do, don't eat that fruit. Man, they had like, I don't know how many fruit trees they had. I want that one. So we all want that. No, you don't. They could have lived on the fat of the land, amen, and enjoyed it. God's plan was to fellowship with man. Enjoyed, live forever. They had everything, church. The Bible says that they walked in the cool of the day with God. Just like walking, just talking, what's up, God, what's up? What a beautiful day you made today. Yeah. Come on, let's go have a fruit. All right. I know, not that one. Let's go over here. Go to this tree over here. He said, you can eat anything you want. Just don't eat that one. If you want to eat on, chew on some grass, go for it. Do whatever you want to do. Just don't eat this one. Because the day you do, you surely will. And that's what came that day, death, separation. The wages of sin is death. Sin separates us. Thank God that God brought them back. He says, oh, no, I'm going to forgive you guys, but you know what? It's not going to be as easy now. <laughs> and you, girl, when you give birth, man, you're going to be crying to me. Mm -hmm. I was going to make it easy. I was going to make it. You sneeze, it comes out. Boom. But now... You're going to have some pain. And you, Adam, you're going to have to work the rest of your life. You're going to have to toil under sun. You're going to have to do everything now. And you're going to sweat. And you're going to buy the, you're going to, oh, yeah, it's not going to be easy no more. Disneyland is over. <laughs> Look what David says in Psalms 32 verse 4. 
New Living Translation puts it like this. My strength evaporated like water in a summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins. Somebody say all my sins. All my sins to you and you stop and stop trying to hide my guilt. Here's David says, you know what, man, my strength is gone, amen, trying to hide this from you, trying to play hide and seek with you, trying to make, cover up my mistakes. You know what, God, I finally confess, I stopped hiding all my guilt. God, I'm done. I don't want to, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to serve you like this. God, man, I'm, man, I'm sick as a dog from the things I'm doing, God. I want to, I want to come clean. This is what David's saying. I want to come clean with you. God, I love you, amen, but there's things in my life that I need to confess. And David goes on to say, I said to myself, I will confess of my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me, and all my guilt is gone. Come on, somebody, hallelujah. Come on, that is some great news, church. It's awesome. All we got to do is confess, admit, stop hiding, and God forgives you and removes all the guilt. What a deal. That's an awesome deal. Don't be ashamed. Confess. I mean, that's it right there. I confess. Confess today. Come on, stop the cycle today, church. Stop hiding behind the guilt, amen. And say to yourself, today I'm going to confess of all my rebellion. Today I'm going to confess of all my secrets that he already knows. God, today I'm going to confess and you are going to forgive me and my guilt is going to finally be gone. And now I can have fellowship with him again. You know that's all he longs with you to have fellowship? He wants to get close to you. He wants to... He wants to hug you, man. He wants to give you some cascarones. And that's how he plays with me, amen. He wants to hug me, amen. He wants to throw me up. It's my daddy, amen. He's throwing me up in the air. I'm a kid, amen. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's awesome, amen, when you have a relationship with God like that, amen. That's what he wants to have with you. He wants to look at you. He wants to pinch your, your cheeks, amen, say you're so cute. And I know. You know, you say those things. But can we do that with sin? No, we're hiding. Don't play with me. Stop it. Put me down. We, don't, you just, we can't play with him. He does, sin separates us, church. But once we confess him and once we say, God, this is it, then there's a fellowship that you can have with God. He embraces you in and he takes you in and he gives you all the love that you deserve, amen. He's there to say, I forgive you, so don't worry about it, amen. It's gone, amen. As far as the east, it's from the west, amen. I don't remember that no more, church. You came to me and you confessed and you asked for forgiveness and I gave it to you. Your guilt is gone. Come on, somebody. It's released. See, so many people are just one step away. So many people in the church today are one prayer away, one confession away from forgiveness and gaining freedom. One admission, listen church, away from living a life like Joseph and breaking the cycle of sin. Once and for all. The question is, what's keeping you from that prayer. You have to understand today, church, there's a force. There's a force that comes against you. 
And the scripture refers to this force as Satan. How else do you explain the shootings in our schools? How else do you explain the random shootings that take place in our nation today? And what goes around the world, church? How else can you explain what's going on in California right now, them passing a law banning Bibles? Come on, is it the people standing for their rights? Come on, is it people protesting their opinion? Come on, church. It goes much deeper than that, church. We're talking about a spiritual warfare here, church. This is what's hitting our land. It's a spiritual warfare, amen. We're talking about someone, Satan, amen, that knows how to push someone else's buttons, amen. We're talking about someone who doesn't want us to confess, someone that doesn't want to admit that we're wrong, amen, someone, Satan, that does not want you to leave your vomit. That is what's going on in this world today, church. That someone is causing these people to do these things instead of confessing, saying, this is wrong. That's a bad thought I had. Or I should not entertain that. Or I shouldn't have got involved in that. They didn't confess. There was no admission. And so now evil takes over. And we think it's about rights. And we think about opinion. No, no. It's a spiritual warfare that's going on in the midst of our world, and everyone's blaming everyone else except the devil. They're even blaming God. We need to wake up, church. There's a force against you that's trying to keep you in your vomit, keep you from enjoying the fellowship that God so desires to have with you, yet he, he'll push the buttons that your marriage won't succeed. He'll push the buttons that you and your, your, your relationship with your kids can be broken. He pushes the button for you to commit that cycle of sin over and over again. That You won't grow. You won't grow up and finally someone's going to give up and say, forget it. It's not worth it. It's a force against you. It's a spiritual battle, church. Right? We don't, the, 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 we don't wage war between flesh and blood, church. Come on. It's against principalities. Those things in high places that you don't even see, church. It's the devil that's coming to seek you, to kill you, to steal from you, and to destroy you. You have to wake up, church. We need to remove the stuff in our mentality and just put on the mind of God and say, I'm following God's law and his word only. And I'm just following a man. I'm just following a myth. A myth, amen. I'm not following what what teachers are preaching that's popular today just because it, it gives me what my itchy ears want to hear, amen. It, it allows me to do certain sins that was once bad and now, oh, it's okay now. It's time to confess, church. I'm going to close today. If you want to break through in your cycle of sin, it starts with confession. Deliverance only comes when you make a confession, an admission of your sins and your wrong actions, church. God is calling you out today to repent. Come out from your hiding. Don't think you need to hide or think that God won't forgive you. He will if you come to him. Just repent, confess, and you'll be forgiven. As easy as one, two, three, church. It really is. The devil makes it so much more 
so much steps you got to take. No, it's just really a three-step program. Confess, repent, confess, and be forgiven. And then experience freedom. Amen? Proverbs 32.5 says again, I said to myself, I will confess them to the Lord, and you will forgive me, and all my guilt is gone. Amen? I'll, start, I'll finish up this message next week. Amen? Maybe some other ones along. I don't know yet. Right now, it's too hard. It may need to be longer parts, but we'll see. Amen? All we all stand up.